Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can find us on ESPNU till 10 a.m. If you have the ESPN app on your phone, you know you just click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app, scroll down to live radio. We are right there. If you don't have the ESPN app on your phone, download it. It takes five seconds. You will not regret it. Guess what today is, Key? Your birthday. Friday. Oh, Let's go. It's that day of the week. Third best day of the week. Oh, get ready for your weekend. What? 5 p.m. cocktail hour. Let's go, Key. I can't. I don't. I, I miss too many days. I feel like I need to work it's Saturday a Monday. and Sunday. <laughs> it's call like a me. I'm gonna call you. me. I'm gonna work. Yeah, I'm gonna call. Call me. I'm gonna work on Saturday and Sunday, man. Well, was it the throat? That was. <laughs> yeah, you ain't doing that. <laughs> was it the throat? Was it strep? What was it? That? What did you catch from Max? Did you do? Have you been doing? You didn't your catch vocal anything from me. Ha! I don't know. I don't know. You saw that video. I said, but whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever Max had, I got. I didn't have any. What did you have, Max? Post nasal. He, he came down with a case of the genius. What happened? What's catching? <laughs> All right, listen. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, is on the line now. We're going to get to Key's ranking all time in college football among college football receivers a little later. <sighs> yeah, we What's had, the nickname uh, this what, week? What, what for was Dan the guy? Key. What was the guy? Website? Big Game Boomer. Big Game Boomer had Jay ranked 14th all time on the point guard list. We straightened him out. We had him on the show. By the way, how many views now does that thing yeah, have? Like two million views. Tweets got yesterday. two million. Views. Right. You're welcome. I've been on the show before. He it said he could no off the top like, of like his head come up with 50. 14 better than you, Key. He said off the top of his head. Key, I just for the record, I just want you to know that your boy, me, I defended you. I said, all right, give give me some. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. I, I, yeah, d- so. Jay, I'm I'm more interested in what Dan has to say from the combine. Dan Graziano, <laughs> how you doing this morning? I'm too young to remember Keyshawn as a player at the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> I, am, I am glad, though. Thank you, guys, for because uh, coming right on now. The first thing I've learned today is that it's Friday, and it's vital information that I didn't have. <laughs> um, try to give the people what the they com- need. Dan, Dan, more I'm at the combine where every day is the same, so thank you for it, telling me what yeah, day it is. Dan, I don't know if you can see your picture right now at ESPNU, though. Is, is I your cannot. shot from, like, 1995? He's got his high like, school yearbook I mean, shot. What, what is going uh, on here? Question, <laughs> question of effort. Like there is a, a new, much a newer headshot, but some you know, some people, you know, they, they find it, and some people just use the same old one they've been using for years. So, so use, most you can likely, get the new headshot. Most likely. most likely to be at the Combine in the year 2023. <laughs> hey, Dan. So you're down at the Combine in the rat race, Dan. You're all around. You only can move every two steps, and somebody's, I'm sure, grabbing your arm, asking you a question or two. But what we want to know is what's the noise level about Aaron Rodgers and what's going on with his – out of darkness career with the Green Bay Packers in that relationship. I think that I think the next thing everybody's waiting on is uh, you know Rodgers and the Packers to kind of get together and figure out what they're going to do because you know Brian Gutekunst, their GM, had a press conference earlier this week and and it's been sort of widely interpreted as like a guy that sounds like he's kind of done and uh, and and so you wonder uh, how Rodgers receives that and and what they discuss in terms of their path forward and a possible trade and there's something that has to be done about the contract and all that kind of stuff. So I think we're in a little bit of a holding pattern right now waiting for the Packers and Rodgers to get together and figure out what they're going to do and how. Uh, but I do think there's a sense around here, more more than there had been in previous years with this, that uh, you know there's a decent chance that he's moving on to uh, another team. 
to be traded to another team. So, you know, when you look at like teams like the Jets and the Raiders and the Panthers and teams like that that are making quarterback plans, I do think there's a sense of this has to happen first. And so, you know, so that these other teams know whether they're getting their plan A or plan B. Yeah. Um, Dan, I, I feel like every time I hear Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, okay, like you have the right to speak as much as you want. But, like, if, you, if there's nothing for you to say, why are you saying anything? Like, why, why are you telling me I'm still, still processing, like, an iOS system? You know, like, I, I get it. You're buffering. Just buffer I mean, like, alone. Um, I, I do want to ask you about this, this 6'8", 255-pound quarterback in Bryce Young, obviously the complete opposite. Uh, what are you – what yeah. are you hearing about him around the combine? Dan's walking around the yeah. lobby. They think Dan's uh, Bryce Young. <laughs> I, I mean, that that is not. First of all, at my end of season weight, I'm actually probably bigger. Um, oh, but anyway, that's that's uh, another st- not taller. Um, it's a concern. Like, uh, look, it's it's it, it, there's no real evidence to support the idea of a guy that size succeeding long term. Uh, not, I mean, someone could always be the first. But uh, and look, he's going to go high. He could be the first pick. Like it, it, teams need quarterbacks. Someone's going to talk themselves into it. But it's not a, you know, when you weigh the pros and cons, that's that's the cons. Everybody loves the way he plays. It's just a question of can he hold up at that size. Um, someone will certainly hold the nose and take him with a very high pick and hope that you know he's the exception. But I think what you hear from teams is he's awesome. I wish he was three inches taller or, you know, 15 pounds heavier or whatever it is. So that's the the big issue with the top quarterback in this year's draft. And when you, you, you just mentioned, right, Danny, we, we, you and I, we cover this stuff because we're football guys and we cover this draft every single year. And every single year there's something, right? There's always a something. Oh, sure. And you just said what you're hearing from people and you're on the ground floor there is, they wish he was this. They wish he was that. Oh, God. he's yeah. You know, could this be a year? And could he be the guy that's potentially still sitting around and waiting, even though oh. even though people are forecasting something different? I think that would represent a significant change in opinion between now and the draft, if that were to happen. Because I do think that in spite of whatever the drawbacks is, are, excuse me, that um, – that he's still the best quarterback in the draft. So I, I think it's unlikely that guy were to fall too far in a time when, I mean, literally half the league is looking for quarterback. Like it's, there are 14 or 15 teams that don't know. Yeah, but, they're, but they're looking, but they're so. looking for, they're looking for traditional size, thickness, athletic ability for well, four speed and ball yeah, but, over the I top. Mean, until, I mean, until they get that factory bill where they can just make 32 of those guys and everybody has one. You know, someone's going to have to figure out how to make it work with a different kind of player. And I think the talent this guy has, and, you know, you hear good things on character and intelligence and all that kind of stuff. I, I get, uh, someone's going to take him and hope he's the exception because he's, he's, he's that good a player. Mm, you want to get – you have a boxing draft. I'll take – Terrence Crawford first, but not if I'm trying to win the heavyweight championship of the world. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, that's yeah, the Bryce, thing, right? Bryce Young and, is and that maybe, dude, maybe, but, man, these maybe, guys are big. But the, 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 the analogy is like, well, maybe he wins a fight or two and looks fantastic, but, like, how long will his career be, right? And if you're talking about investing in this guy, 
those are the questions you got to answer. So, you know, Dad, I, I've been talking about this and trying to explain to, to different people in general and some of my guys here on the show with me and Max and Jay about offensive coordinators and how offensive coordinators call games in the way that they call games and who gives the instructions to call games. And they would say to me, well, Mike McCarthy should overrule these situations. <laughs> well, clearly he fired his guy and made a decision that he's going to call plays now. Is that going to benefit Dak right. Prescott that Kellen Moore isn't doing it anymore? Well, I don't see how. I mean, I, I just it, it's hard for me to view it uh, as an upgrade, right? I mean, like it's it's been a while since McCarthy called plays, and it wasn't going great when he did, right? So um, Moore is a guy that was unemployed for about a minute and a half, right, after they fired him. Like he's well regarded as a young up and comer. Um, they've had one of the top scoring offenses in the league since he's been the coordinator. It just feels like change for change's sake. And, and obviously the comments from McCarthy this week indicate that there was a significant divide in terms of opinion on how the offense should run. So we'll see. I guess it's possible McCarthy's right. But to me, you know, when you score points like the Cowboys have the last couple of years, you better be careful when you make changes. Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. But I think I think Mike McCarthy was speaking more to when he wants to run the football they're throwing yeah. and it's creating turnovers. And, and because essentially yeah. Kellen Moore is being hard-headed and not sticking to the plan. But, Key, doesn't it also feel right, a little right, like right. – and Dan, I was it doesn't it feel like a lot of the energy has transitioned? Like it, it was all Mike McCarthy last year. And and now we feel like we found out answers about Mike McCarthy and now the, now the pendulum has swung back to the, the quarterback and, and Dak. It, does, it feels like I'm more concerned for Dak right now at this stage of his career than I am for Mike McCarthy. In what way, though? Like in terms of going off a cliff performance-wise? Uh, not, not just or continuing to throw like interceptions? If he's going to be yeah. the quarterback of the future for the, for the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I think he is. I mean, I, you know, talking to people with that organization while I've been here, I mean, it's, it's pretty consistent the way they talk about him as, and their belief in him. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get an extension that kind of puts these questions to rest. But they are, you know, they they really are all in with him. They they think the interceptions were a blip. He's never done that before, and and that he has what it takes to to fix whatever the problem was. So, for better or for worse, that's the that's the message I'm getting from the people that run that team. Damn, real quick, we got about thirty seconds left here. Uh, let's transition to another team in the NFC East. What do you think is going on with Daniel Jones and where he is with the contract extension? They're, they have met with the, the agent um, many times here. Like, it is – they're in real discussions that are, I think, making progress. So, I think the sense I was getting yesterday was that there was some optimism. You know, the work to be done, but some optimism that maybe – uh, if it continues this way, that the deal could be done by Tuesday, which would uh, mean they wouldn't have to franchise him, and they could franchise Saquon Barkley and end up keeping both guys. So keeping an eye on that. But it does seem like there have been some real substantive discussions there that are that are uh, resulting in what at least some people involved in the in the negotiations would consider progress. Well, you guys are going to get your fifty million dollar quarterback, J and Max. There y'all go. I mean, nope. I'll take right, I guess it's 30, good work if you can get it, right? I mean, the guy, guy threw 15 touchdown passes. Like, you know, I don't know. I, to me, there's a number that 
they should stick to it, not and go over. But haven't you heard Mike McCarthy? Scared. You don't want to score too many points too fast. That's they right. Right where they want them. Don't it worry about more, it. That's more I mean, important you know. to rest your defense. That's right. Yeah. Rest your defense. Don't worry about scoring. All right. Hey, yeah, complimentary yeah. football exists. The question is, Mike McCarthy, right? Dan Graziano. There he is. High school yearbook photo. All right, the Grazer. Headshot. <laughs> Get a new one. It's there. Roz said he was not old enough to re- remember a key playing in college. Most but likely the, to be at the 2023 combine. That's right. That's what it says, the caption. Thank you, Dan. A basketball, not just a basketball legend. Boy, I mean, point guard goat weighed in on Jay being listed as the 14th best college point guard of all time. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Keyshawn, j will and max the podcast Keyshawn. J. Will and Max. You have my respect. And I would like to bring you back on my show and talk more about it, but you need to come out with your all-time top 50 wide receiver list. And I need to know where Keyshawn Johnson is. Oh, my God, that's so good. Okay? And then you have to come on and tell Keyshawn why he's number 51. Okay? I can think of 14 guys that were better than Keyshawn in college off the top of my head. So, tell me. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. He, he was a lot in college. <laughs> he was a lot. In... Man, come on, man. Stop, man. He said 14 guys off the top of my head. I said, go. He said, I, 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 I. well, when I come back on, I'll have it ready. From that era, the two that stand out to me at quarterback and receiver, I was like, whoa was Key at receiver and Testaverde at quarterback. And the funny thing is they wound up playing together in the pros when Testaverde was old. Yeah, you said that, Aaron. Testaverde was, was 15 before years you. before me. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying when, I was, like, when we were young, the, the guys who stand out as college, as college guys at different positions, 
Like, Jay, for example, you are very associated with college because you had a brief pro career. You, when I think about college point guards, you're like the first guy I think about, to tell you the truth. But Key is yeah. one of the first receivers I think about in college. What other receivers do you think about? Um, recently or all time? No, all time. This is all time. Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, obviously. Uh, uh, recently, Devontae Smith. Uh, you go back, yeah. Calvin yeah. Johnson. Um, you know, like, but there are some guys who, but whatever their mean, various pro careers, whatever yeah. level, but you remember them in college because no, there was so much. But but whoever the dude was on the list, though, I'm, I'm not. I can't. You know me, Jay. I really don't I, boost myself up about my career because it speaks for itself. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the time now to, to to gloat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a. I know what I was. I was that guy. That's what I had I to do yesterday, that. Key. The whole show. I was like, you this know? is awkward, but I got to do it. I mean, look at this right here, man. This don't even this this don't even make no sense. Give me that, man. Watch out Ooh. between two dudes. I mean, that's just. It, it was fair. It was unfair. A man amongst boys. I mean, that's just yeah, that's what I said yesterday, Key. I that's mean, exactly just, how I described it. it. it and that's a and that was a first round corner at the University of Houston. It just doesn't make any sense. Then I hit him on the post, first play of the game. Mathis, watch out, man. Walk in the end zone. Don't do that. That's but, exactly but, how I described it, Key. In college, you were like a man among look, playing look, with boys. My, yeah. Watch out, man. Sideline out of here. Yeah. Peace. Sideline out of here. <laughs> hey, but, but that's. But that's just how it is. And when you talk about what other receivers, you talk about, I'm going to say Moss was around with me. I would say me and Moss were the best two receivers in college football during our era, no question about it. Jerry Rice, I mean, this sort of stuff, when you cut back against the grain and Teddy Bruschi playing chase. I mean, that's – it's just a different level. See, are we are we talking you – know? this is what we got into the other day too. Are we talking about like stats? Are we talking about like, you know – who has the potential to be, like, the next NFL star? You was talking about your feeling about that player yeah. when they were in college, who you thought man, was Jay, the best. Let me tell you something, man. I, I Remember I told you I'm going to take this moment to gloat. If I had a quarterback, if I had Vinny Testaverde for 10 straight years. Who did you have in college, Key? Who was your QB? Man, I had three quarterbacks in two years. I had Rob Johnson, who played half a season because he was hurt. I had Brad Otten and Kyle Wacos, and they rotated my senior year. Mm. Because remember, I only played two yeah, years in college. Yeah, yeah, two years. And then I was deucing up out of there, number one overall pick. Now, I'm going to talk that talk. You know what I'm saying? I usually don't even do that. But we're going to have some fun on this show because it's Friday. It wasn't even close in college football. What you heard, oh, you was on vacation last week when Shaq Harris, uh, uh, James Shaq Harris, former uh, HBCU quarterback, Los Angeles Ram quarterback, first real brother to play the position in the NFL who drafted me to the New York Jets. He said it was between Lawrence Phillips and Keyshawn. Mm. Yeah. Now, the rest was history. It wasn't even nothing to talk about. It, I made it easy for him. I like, I like having these conversations, especially when people try to troll. It's like, man, stop, man. How Phil many touchdowns do you have in two years, Key? I think I, I think I had probably 15. Mm. Yeah, but that was a lot back then. Because yeah. we remember what school I went to. and I, My coach was John Robinson. Yeah. So we was tailback you. Student body right, student body left. We produced Heisman Trophy winners under him in terms of running the football. We just didn't – it wasn't it wasn't one of those situations where we were a throwing team like that. Well, you, you think about it. How often is a receiver taken one overall? Even back then. It doesn't happen usually. I Man, there's only two in the history. It's only uh, Irwin, Irvin Fryer, and he was at Nebraska, Nebraska in the 80s. Who went ahead of Calvin Johnson? He went two, right? Calvin should have been one. He went two. Who went ahead of Calvin? 
it was a, it was I feel like it was like Benjamin a alignment or something Jamarcus like that. Russell, yeah. Oh, oh no, Jamarcus, no, no, no. was it Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell? Russell? <laughs> well, they want to do that over. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but that's you know, you some have... guys in college that just stand out in your memory. You were two of them in your respective sports where it's like you you remember that dude was the dude in college, right? Anyway, yeah, Big course. Game Boomer released his top 100 greatest point guards of all time list. And Jay was 14, though. Jay was 14. <laughs> Magic was one. Michigan State, no argument. Oscar Key, Robertson, yeah, pe- two. Key, people had the audacity to say, you should be happier at number 14. Pistol I was like, I wasn't Pete, happy being three. number two. Bobby Hurley, Duke, First four. of all, you were, better, you were better than Ty Lawson. You were better than Jason Kidd. You were better than uh, Jameer Nelson. GP was the glove. He was GP. He was balling at Oregon State. I didn't see Isaiah. AI was ridiculous. Isaiah was real. Now, come on, man. Bob Cousy, come That's on, man. Stop. Stop. You got to at least have Jay. You can argue wherever Bobby you want to put him in the top I mean, 10. I got to get up and leave, 10. man. I didn't even see that. Number four. He's a, well, they had him because he's the all-time assist leader in NCAA history. Man, you're the By best the way, basketball. Jay, Jay you're the best you. basketball, college basketball player to ever play at Duke. Are they out of the yeah. – yeah. Man, uh, please. You're the, you the best basketball player Key, to ever play at Duke. Key, this is where this is where I will say, yo, G Hill was so yeah, different. Hill. I, I, I'm, with, I'm with Jay. Kind of like, if there was somebody that reminded me of Michael Jordan, people talk a lot about Kobe. Yo, Grant was that design before Kobe was, yo. Grant Hill yeah, was Yeah, no, was, Grant Hill, Grant Hill was ooh, fire. Boy. But Jay. You six feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Six two. Stupid. Six two, yeah. Okay. Like, come on, man. Like and then on top of that, this crazy. dude had a list. He had a list. What if that he did list J.J. Reddick is the best player in Duke history, though? I will, I, I will fight J.J. Reddick for this Can I point something out to you, Jay? I'd like he to point something out to you. Bobby Hurley and you. There, on, there man, is, there, this is what I mean when I say I take peak value over career value, right? At your peaks. Come on. Now, over the what you've accomplished Bobby over the career, real. this to me is the LeBron MJ argument. By the way, I can't, I can't, all, I can't listen to this. All, I'm not, all I'm, all I'm not listening to this. People Max, online not, were trying to come at me yesterday, and some I'm people weren't supporting me. And then when Uncle Buck spoke, I was Magic, like, I'm done. Magic I'm done. Johnson tweeted the following: "Thank you, KJ and Max, for including me in the top 20 college point guards <laughs> of all time list, including you, Magic. You're one, including <laughs> you in the one. top 20. He, he's the one." I will say Jay Williams, a back-to-back college player of the year, is easily one of the top ten college basketball point guards of all time. When the point god tells you that, god. it's a it's wrap, done. It's Jay. a wrap. I just reposted that. I was like, I'm laying out. Kid. You're I'm official. Man, but, but it ain't even – but see, the thing is – You've been knighted. But, but Jay, <laughs> see, here's what uh, clarifies and sums everything up for me. He back-to-back – Come on, man. Whatever championship, trophies, all that. But he's back-to-back, right? Yep. And on top of the back-to-back winning it all as the best player in college basketball, if it wasn't a dude that was 7'9 from China, from China, this dude would have been, as a six-footer, the number one overall pick. But ask. that's okay. He still went number two. Yeah. So they got the national. Stop. So was he a seven champion? Nine. Check. Like was he considered the best player in college? Well, he wasn't quite seven nine, but it was close. <laughs> he was close literally man. seven foot six. It's not a seven of. nine. This is close. He was doing the Mike and Ike drill, just not even jumping off the ground, dunking the ball. I'm like, See, he's seven seven six, but with shoes on, he was seven seven and a half. And he happens to be st- he happens to be key. from a market that the league wants to get into, the most populous place yeah, on earth. He was good. He was nice. Yeah, he was good. Nice though. And he's a foot and a half taller than Jay. I would have taken him number one too. Yeah, right. 
But, you but see, so you won you, the national title. You won two-time what, player of the year. me next to him or him next to No, the, you're sitting in the chair and he's sitting I'm in the chair. I'm the one that showed you the picture. No, I'm asking Max, not oh, you. Oh, Max. No. Well, what, what, seen it? what picture? Oh, hold on. I got it. It's a picture of Jay and, and Yamin uh, on, like, one of these shows together. And Jay is sitting in the chair next to Yamin, and Jay's feet won't touch the ground. It's going to look like Yamin is a ventriloquist. Those two sitting next to each other, Yamin is going to look like a ventriloquist. All they had to do was put him on his lap. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Go on a link show, kid. Key is a ventriloquist. Wait, talk to Santa Claus. Look. look at the picture. Look at the picture. Y'all can't see this. Look, 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 look. I saw the picture and, of Yao Ming. Yao's in the foreground. My head, look at that. My head looks like the size of Yao Ming's kneecap. That's not that's a real picture. Come on, man. No, that is, is a real, real picture. picture. That's before this the draft. Not a real picture. No, I didn't say before the draft. This is years afterwards. I was interviewing Oh, years after the draft. Houston. Oh, okay. And I remember my first line. My first line was like, damn. Now I know I was the second pick in the draft sitting next to you again. Carlos uh, Boozer, Jay's teammate Booze. at Duke. He's going to join us at 9.15 a.m. Tune into college basketball oh action tomorrow as Syracuse hosts Wake Forest. Coverage begins at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Kevin McCarthy says Kellen Moore wants to light up the scoreboard. I want Who? to run the damn ball. What? He throwing Is more Mike under McCarthy. the bus. What did Kellen I say? Kellen McCarthy? McCarthy? I said Mike McCarthy yeah, and Kellen. Kellen. You said Kellen McCarthy. Did I say Kellen man? McCarthy? I'm like, huh? Hold Super on. I want, to do, I want to throw I'm the flag. like on, I want the replay like on those commercials. <laughs> oh, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kevin McCarthy says Kellen Moore wants to light up the scoreboard. I want to run the damn ball. What? He's throwing his Mike under McCarthy. What did I Kellen say? Kellen McCarthy? McCarthy? I said Mike McCarthy yeah. and Kellen. Yeah. Kellen. 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 Did I say Kellen McCarthy? I'm like, huh? Hold on. I want, to do, I want to throw I'm the flag. Like on, I want the replay like on those commercials. Kevin McCarthy. You didn't even say Kellen. You said you Kevin. You said Kevin. Who the hell's the hell. Kevin? I couldn't tell you. By the way, that we wasn't even so talking great because we have that in real life. Conversation. Like, you know, those commercials are about what if real life was like this. You could just settle the <laughs> argument. We have that in real life. How do the people who are proven wrong act in those commercials? That's what I have to do now, right? They the, just kind of walk away. The best is your look on your face. You say, what? what did, I, did, I, did I say Kevin? I didn't say Mike? Who the hell knows? I got like a lot of Kevin, names we, 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 we were not even having a conversation about a Kevin. Yeah. If, you, if we were just coming off something about a Kevin. Like a Kevin I can Durant. excuse you. Yeah, I can yeah. excuse you of that John, Ma- John Kellerman. John Kellerman. <laughs> All right, Jay Johnson. Hold on a second. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, is with us now. Good Mike, morning, Mike. Mike Young Tannenbaum. How are you? Keyshawn Tannenbaum. What's going on? Actually, 
This is Mike Tannenbaum, also known as, you know, a few other names that Keyshawn's call me, but go ahead. <laughs> this is this is a PG version show, Mike, please. It's so weird how, like, Jay called him Kevin McCarthy before. But Mike McCarthy. Don't, don't start. Oh, was it Key that. who did that? Mike McCarthy's comments about changing the offense and the things he said about Kellen Moore, Mike, what do you have to say about that? Completely unacceptable. Mike McCarthy was Kellen Moore's boss. He fired him. The only thing you say is thank you for your services and wish him well. And there's protocols and there's sort of like customs and traditions within the coaching fraternity that is completely unacceptable. And by the way, it also makes Mike McCarthy look bad as a manager because last year you're his boss. And if you want to do whatever, run the ball, three tight ends more, option football, whatever you want, you're the head coach, you're in charge. And if he wanted to change things, you could either do it in-game, you could do it in-game planning. So I am really disappointed that he would do that publicly. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it, he probably could have just left it in-house and, you know, how it is. You leave it in-house and going about your business. One guy's in Los Angeles, the other guy's in Texas. Speaking of leaving it in-house and going on about your business, Eric DaCosta sure stepped in it with the wide receiving crew in Baltimore. And Rashad Bateman had some choice words after he heard DaCosta kind of downplay the Ravens receiver. And basically, as far as I'm concerned, bash the Ravens receiver and put the blame on them, even though he's the one evaluating them. What did you think about that? Yeah, Key, uh, I, I think that's one of those things where I think Eric DaCosta uh, probably would want to clarify those comments. He actually, earlier in the press conference, did say good things about Rashad Bateman and then wanted to say that they do have to add more receivers. So uh, I think, again, similar to the last topic, guys, like probably better to handle that in-house. Same thing with Rashad Bateman, you know, like, my understanding is they, they have spoken and, and Rashad's taken down the, the, the tweet key. But, uh, yeah, that's something that could have certainly been handled better. But Mike, Ooh, good uh, thing it wasn't you doing me like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we, we had this graphic that was up, and I'm just going to read it to you out loud so I can get you to comment on it uh, to kind of back up where Bateman was coming from. So uh, receptions, they were 31st in the league. Uh, reception yards, they were last. Uh, reception touchdowns, they were 29th. Yak, they were 29th. Drop percentage, they were 25th in the league. Doesn't that back up what Rashad Bateman was saying? Yeah, and Jay will, to that point, I think it's totally fair. They have made a change at offensive coordinator. Uh, they brought in Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia. Um, obviously, they have to get Lamar Jackson signed or franchised, but uh, clearly, you know, they felt like their offense wasn't where it needed to be. So um, I think if you ask the Ravens, you could sort of go by their decisions in terms of understanding where they had to get better. So I know that you're a a Bryce Young guy, Mike. In fact, you were the first I heard say that the Bears should trade Justin Fields. He said it on this show. And and draft Bryce Young. That's right, breaking news. Yeah, literally the day we found out the Bears were going to get the first pick in the draft. He said it on the show. So what are you hearing about Bryce Young in Indy? Yeah, no, we started on KJM, and the, and again, just to be clear, like I like Justin Fields. I think he has a chance to be a good quarterback. I think Bryce Young has a chance to be a great quarterback. Um, the interviews have gone great, spoken to a number of teams. They were really blown away by his character, his leadership, which is really no surprise coming out of Alabama. Uh, the big story really starts tomorrow, guys. That's when he's going to get measured, and I'm sure he's going to come in you know, right around 200 pounds, he won't be six feet, probably a little bit under, and then you know the debate will continue. You know, can he play great football despite his size? Mike, there's a certain guy, and I'm not going to mention his name. If you brought in that scouting report, 
and that certain individual is looking for a quarterback and you tried to convince him that this was the guy because he was the guy he makes all the plays, but the size wasn't there, what would that certain guy tell you? Key, he would kick me out of the of his office with that scout report, and he happens to listen to the show from time to time, so hopefully he's out for a walk right now. But, um, look, Bryce Young's an exception. Make no mistake about it. But with that said, you know, we can look at guys like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees that have had great careers, and I do think Bryce Young, despite his size, because of his accuracy, his arm strength, is an exception. Now, Key, it's a really fair point, especially whatever, the top pick, top five, you know, ideally you want them to look more like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger and all the other great bigger quarterbacks. But this this year, he's the best quarterback in my opinion. You wouldn't mm-hmm. make it in professional football. I just it reminds <laughs> me of those commercials, man. Like the uniform is going to be too big. I, I, I just it, it's unfortunate, man. This is why I hate the combine because he is such a talent. But in the end, I think his size is. I think his size is going to probably wind up doing him in he's gonna you know when he probably is the best player period in college football it's just at his size I just I can't get over that I just it's hard for me to see Nick Bosa coming around the edge or or Chris Jones being double teamed but can still reach out with a pinky and grab him it's just it's hard for me to get there Mike Tannenbaum it's not hard for him though or if it is hard he got there Draft Bryce Young first, trade Justin Fields. He said it originally on this very program. Thank you, Mike. All right, Mikey. All right, Mike. Thanks, guys. Appreciate go it. Get, go get some more gossip for us. Mike, Bryce Young, Tannenbaum. So, uh, yeah, it's hard, Jay. You know, you want to see him get all the money. You want to see everything work out for him. But but I also know how these dudes are, man. They, You know, they looking like, like you. I gave him a certain guy, and he knew exactly. Mm-hmm. You tell him to get the hell out the building. Because they want 6'5", 230. That's what they're looking for. Tomorrow marks the 30th anniversary of Jim Valvano's famous Don't Give Up, Don't Ever Give Up speech that launched never the, the launching of Never Giving Up, right? The impact of the V Foundation over the last 30 years. You can join our celebration and support Jimmy V's dream of victory over cancer at v.org slash donate. That's v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research, the V Foundation for Cancer Research. So we are taking this moment to celebrate Jimmy V's incredible legacy. More KJM next. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, 
and Max. Mike McCarthy's comments about changing the offense and the things he said about Kellen Moore, Mike, what do you have to say about that? Completely unacceptable. Mike McCarthy was Kellen Moore's boss. He fired him. The only thing you say is thank you for your services and wish him well. I am really disappointed that he would do that publicly. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. This is what Mike McCarthy said. I've been where Kellen's been. Kellen wants to light up the score, wants to light the scoreboard up, but I want him to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. I think when you're a coordinator, you know, but you're in charge of the offense. Being a head coach and being a play caller, you're a little more in tune with everything. I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with the number of with the number of wins and a championship. And if we've got to give up some production and take care of the ball a little better to get that, then that's what we'll do because we have a really good defense. Key, I, I number one <laughs> is he placing the blame on McCar- on on Kellen Moore, but. But number two, do, you are from that whole Parcellian way of thinking, right? D- there is such a thing as complimentary football. Does McCarthy have a point? And if he does, should he have made it a different way? No, he has a major point. Now, Bill, Bill I mean, Mike McCarthy's not from the Parcellian tree, so to speak. But all football coaches that are good are going to think the same way Mike McCarthy thinks about the offense. What what happens, and I <laughs> I remember this like it was yesterday. Sean Payton was calling our plays, and Bill told Sean, if you throw the ball one blankety-blank time, and it was a whole conversation, one more time, because when you are trying to do something offensively, to get the defense to do something or stay doing what they're doing by letting you gash them and run the football down their throat, you don't all of a sudden become pass happy. Now, one of the things, remember I told you this when you first got on the show, Max, is quarterbacks who are offensive coordinators tend to be pass happy. They just want to throw the ball all over the lot. And that's not the way you call a game. So Mike McCarthy, yes, he should have kept it in-house and not even said anything. Or whatever. He probably, you know, he just probably didn't, shouldn't have said nothing. But the fact that he did say something, and it's out there, as I said to you and Jay before, when he talk about, well, Mike McCarthy can overrule him. He can. But if I tell you, give me your best third and six play, and your best third and six is all go, where you got the tight end running down the damn scene and two go routes on the outside, that's not your best play. Give me something on third and two that's your best play. Now, all of a sudden, you got me running a deep end cut, and we backed up. That's not your best play. And so this is what happens when coaches on the headsets are trying to communicate with each other to, to call plays a certain way. And obviously, Mike McCarthy didn't like it in the end. And when they met at the end of the year and they did their exit meeting, I'm sure they broke things down. And he was like, you know what, man, it's probably best for you to go another direction. You see, key to me, this is, um, this is ego. Right. Because I, I think a lot of times there are times I'm on TV. Max, you've been on TV. Key, you've been on TV for a long time that I can say something accurate. But should I say it is a different question. Right. We, yeah. we know a lot of stuff that's true that it doesn't mean I have to say it. So for me, hearing Mike McCarthy say this directly, I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with a number of wins and a championship. OK. So now it's your job, since you gave a little bit of a yeah. slight, even though it wasn't yeah. intentional, or maybe it was intentional to Kellen Moore. You got that ego now. Well, you got all it's it's on you. He, he maximize he, it, it now. It, it's one of those Maximized. deals where 
when you start to see coaches take over, Jay, and mess with staffs, and it, this their last hurrah. This is yes, this it is. is this is you the coming, yeah. you know, do or die situation. Do or die. Yeah, you so all in now. now. As I've always said, one of the things I've always said anyway is if I got the job based on me being the play caller, I'm not giving the play calling up anyway. I'm not. The best I, if I got the job, whether I'm the defensive coordinator or I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm not giving up the play calling because at the end of the day, it's going to be all on me. So I can look, control my own faith. I'm not. Yes, you may get the title, and you may be able to chime in. But think about it. Andy Reid ain't giving up play calling. Nope. Sean McVay ain't giving up play calling. Sean Payton ain't giving up play calling. It may let you have one or two uh, convincing me of doing something. Ty Bowles ain't giving up that defensive there's play calling. A, there's a little, deep, there's I mean, a little difference here in that McCarthy lost his job in Green Bay, and the feeling was the modern game had passed him by. And that's one of the reasons that at the press conference where they trotted him out in Dallas, he had to go talk about how much he learned in the summer reading a pamphlet on analytics. But, but that was he, all script, though, Max. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But, but still, he, he lost the job with, with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. And then when the next guy comes in, LaFleur, they start winning 13 games like every year. He, in this case, though, maybe this is the best thing. Because what did you say when they had Cooper Rush in there? They can't get greedy. They got to stay with this script. Stay Let with that. It. The difference will be that Dak can make two or three plays. Cooper Rush can't. But what happened? They stayed with it at first, and then inevitably two games. they two got games. they got greedy, and then it the went fir- backward. The first two games they yeah. stayed with it, right? And then, like I said, I said Kellen Moore gonna get happy. He gonna all of a sudden see one or two throws. And then all of a sudden, he's going to start throwing the ball a little bit more down the field. When they should be running the ball, they're going to be throwing. And when they should be throwing, they're going to be running. And you never can get into your rhythm because he's not only the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. You know what else he's doing, Jay and Max? He's auditioning for 31 other teams. Yeah, yeah right, right. Look so what a genius I am. To, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's trying to show I'm a genius. I can do this. So, Look at me. I'm smart. I went, from, I went from playing the position to calling the plays. Now I'm ready to be a head coach. So do you think this, this is a good thing for Dak is what you're saying? I think it will be better for Dak Prescott. Even though Mike McCarthy was fired, like Max said, in Green Bay when he had Aaron Rodgers at the end, at the end, Okay, it, it fizzled yeah, out. Yeah, I got you. And by the way, he ain't got Aaron Rodgers. That's part of the, the thing with Dallas is he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's a good quarterback. So, you got to run it more. So then, Key, yeah. like with, with Ezekiel Elliott at this stage of his career and Tony Pollard having an injury now, like is that – that's just like, – we're we just running the ball now even though our two running backs are aging? I, I wouldn't – well, Pollard's not aging. He just comes well, off. Yeah, well, he'll come back injury. off injury. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked that they part ways with Zeke yep. and then draft uh, somebody like um, – Oh God, uh, a, a guy in the late first round. Uh, what's the kid out of Texas? Um, um, was it Bijan Bijan yeah. Robinson? Bijan Robinson. They, by the way, I'll, I wouldn't be shocked that they did that because Jerry likes that region of yeah. of Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas players. He's he likes to carry those players on his roster because, you know, you know Jerry, Jerry want to make sure to keep the fan base aware. Bijan Robinson, so, I'm looking at, Key, if the Giants don't work it out with Saquon. You know, like I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at him. Yeah, but he won't be there for the Giants. You know, you think he's going high up in the first round? I mean, I don't think he would be there. I just don't. Draymond the Giants Green. got that guy. Relax, man. Draymond Green. I hope they keep him. Draymond <laughs> Green believes European players 
are not criticized like American stars. Is it just European or is there something more there? Well, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? He's here. Okay. No, not like Giannis. Dave. I'm asking. Dave Kellerman. We're talking about pressure for winning NBA championships. Is there less on European players? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.